Hey friends, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I'm Rob Kosberg, and every week I show you how to use a best-selling book to grow your income and your impact. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, I recorded a short video explaining our trademarked process at beginmybook.com. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's Rob Kosberg here. Excited to be back uh, speaking to a really smart person. I get to do that a lot with my podcast. So uh, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. Uh, Jim Rowe is our guest today. Jim is a, a marketing veteran of 45 years. So scars <laughs> and all, I look forward to chatting with him about that. He's uh, worked with clients and agency positions with Coke, Cuddy Shark, Intermark, many, many others. He's the best-selling author of Get Your Ducks in a Row, Business Writing and Communication, teaches a 10-step formula to think, write, present, and sell more effectively. That was recently launched just a few weeks ago, and book number two is already coming out, so you are uh, making up for lost time, my friend. Book number two is is Get Your Ducks in a Row. Uh, book two, Learn the Adapter Method of Strategic Business Communication, Teaching the Holistic Approach to Critical Thinking, Communication, and Execution. Jim, thanks for being on the podcast today. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'd love to start with a little bit of what you're currently working on and doing. So you've been in the marketing business for a long, long time. You, of course, have your marketing company. Tell me, do, are you serving clients, you know, uh, currently in in coaching in like what what's business look like for you right now? Well, I have kind of two two roles. For many years, I, I you know worked on the client side, then switched the agency, and then I retired in 2016, and I found. I was bored. So I ended up starting my own little agency out of the house, Jim Rowe Marketing. And I got a couple of good clients and wasn't looking to work 70, 80 hours a week anymore, yeah. uh, driving driving into Manhattan. So um, I usually work with people 12 to 18 months. I help reposition them, rebrand them, and then move on. And then because they don't need to be paying me for the, you know, managing social media posts. Yeah. So uh, that's probably not my strength anyway. So what I've done is, is I have this agency and and now I'm down to one client, which is perfect. Yeah. We're about to launch a new business in the next uh, week or two. Uh, it's a new live streaming uh, music, live music streaming site, which is I'm a musician since I was 12. So to me, it's it's great. And then it's given me the opportunity and the time to work on this book, although this takes a lot of effort still too, even yeah. when, particularly self-publishing. Yeah, it does. Well, any kind of publishing does. I mean, uh, if you know, if Hillary Clinton uh, needs to uh, go on tour and uh, go on podcasts and television shows and do speaking engagements, and everybody in the world knows who she is, then certainly you and I need to do that as well because people oh, yeah. know us as well. And and uh, <laughs> so you're certainly making the rounds. But uh, you know, your books are very, very well done. Of course, I, I was on your website looking at your books, and I know one has just launched; the other one is going to be launched uh, soon. And yeah. Uh, we'll get into those. Uh, I want to learn a little bit more about your your expertise. And so you mentioned that, you know, you retired, you cut back. Congratulations for retiring after 45 years in marketing. You deserve it. Uh, <laughs> although you evidently are a glutton for punishment. You came uh, back for more. <laughs> my wife keeps saying, I thought you retired. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. I don't know that I'll ever retire myself, so yeah. uh, at least not fully. Um, so tell me, what does a good client look like for you? This is a, a company that maybe has been around or not. Like, Tell me who is a good client for you and what are the problems that you're helping that client solve? 
you mean for the agency side? For your agency, yes, for what you yeah. do. Yeah, um, typically it's a small to mid-sized client. They don't have any marketing expertise. I'm an outsourced uh, CMO. That's what I've been doing for many years. It's it's interesting. So I, or they call it fractional CMO, whatever you want. Yeah. So what I'm able to bring is uh, my expertise of doing this for a long time. A, B, I align myself. I've been managing these kind of teams for a long time, but I didn't want to have a whole team that I had to pay for. So I work out of my house and I have a cadre of really, really great freelancers that I have worked with in the past, even and when I was at my other agency. So it's worked out very well. And so, you know, we'll come in, we'll analyze the marketplace, you know, we'll do the adaptive method, we'll analyze the business, we'll, you know, deduce what they need to do, what's your strengths and weaknesses. Most often, we're either renaming their business or at least redesigning their their entire branding thing and then setting the strategies to grow because at the end of the day you know i'm all about crafting brand growth love it so love yeah. it. good i think i have a good idea now we have two books i'd like to learn a little bit about both of them if i could you know they're getting your ducks in a row so they they have the the same theme uh love that love the take on your name of course Talk to me about uh, the first book itself, which has to do more with business writing and, and communication. Why'd you write that? What were the needs that you saw in the marketplace that you're serving? And how does that kind of fit in with your own business consulting, coaching, et cetera? Right. Well, it started, frankly, in the early 2000s when I was still at uh, uh, the agency I co-founded, MME. And what I noticed was that the young, we always hired new people right out of school, sometime around the spring. And I was finding that they're, they were smart. They had good internships. They had good GPAs. But I found that their writing and critical thinking, structuring things was not great. So that's when I came up with the idea. And then I had an agency to run, you know, with the other two guys. So when I retired, but the other thing too was in those days, there wasn't a lot of research about it. So when I retired, I started looking into research and I found it's still under the radar, but there's a lot more out there. And the biggest thing was there was these three fairly big studies. And the summary is anywhere between 45 and let's say 75% of managers and organizations are saying that recent grads have two major problems, the soft skills of critical thinking to solve problems and communication, particularly writing. So that's a big deal because they're saying those are the two most, they would rather have those than the skills in whatever field they're in. So that's point one. The second thing is that in those same studies, I mean, we're talking studies from Payscale where there were 60,000 managers and over 2,000 students. The students... Uh, uh, 80% of the students said that they were proficient in those two areas. So there's this, <laughs> there's a disconnect they, there. <laughs> there's a big, they're calling it the skills gap. Right. And so, um, you know, the problem is, is that the current solutions you've got, they're all spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college degree and they're coming out and anywhere between half and three quarters of the managers say, you don't know how to do the two most basic things. Right. So that was part A. Then I started looking at well, where did it start? Is this all happening in college? No. There's a study called the National writing project, uh, the nation's report card. And in that study, it goes uh, four grades on uh, levels on how good you are at writing. The, it's uh, you know below basic, basic, proficient, and above proficient. 73% of eighth graders and seniors in high school are below proficient. Wow. 73%. Freshmen, 60. Seniors, they're 40. But you still got four in 10 coming out of college who aren't good at that. And why? 
because they don't teach them to think anymore and nobody's practicing writing and writing to me i my phrase for a long time has been to write is to think you know reading and we all say we have to read you do but reading is passive you you read you think from what you get but if you don't write you're not focusing and, and as a marketing guy yeah. my whole life that's all you do. Yeah. <laughs> You're constantly writing yeah. and getting it. It's a disciplined approach. So, and the impact on all of that, frankly, and this is why I came up with the book, is that companies now, there's a study that says $400 billion a year is being spent or lost due to projects that had poor communication. Uh, so, it goes beyond the grads. People aren't communicating well. Yeah. And then the impact on the organization themselves, their, you know, the morale is down, the stress is up, you know, it's a real problem. And so, what are they doing? They're having to spend $3 billion on training a year on remedial reading. So, wow. I felt like there was an opportunity to come in, you know, it's not the fault of the books. It's not the communications books. They're wonderful 600 pages, excruciating detail, but I couldn't disagree with anything. But you can't say, say to a new graduate, here, uh, <laughs> new, new hire, read this book. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of business books out there that are great. They're written by smart people. But to me, they're for the people that already know how to do this and they want to refine their skills. There is some basic stuff that isn't being taught. And that's why I came up with the plan, because this is what I used to teach the young kids when they got out of school. Here, let's work on this. And it helps them think through a process. Yeah, I love that. So interesting. So one, you witnessed the problem. You uh, witnessed it firsthand. You yep. uh, studied it after retirement to see that it's a much bigger issue than just the anecdotal evidence that you had yourself witnessed. Exactly. And the, the big disconnect is that 40 to 70 percent don't have the, the skills, and yet those same people think they do. Uh, <laughs> well, no, the managers say they don't. Yes, exactly. Those people don't think they do. The managers yeah. say they do. The kids don't even know it. Right. So that's a real problem. That is a real problem. So so talk me through. I think I see where this is going from a standpoint of marketing and how you're going to use it, but I, I want to hear that in just a moment. Before we do that, talk me through how you help them. So like, what does the Get Your Ducks in a Row book do and and help them in kind of a you know i mean because this is something that they were supposed to be learning all through the first 12 years and the next four years maybe six years depending on if it's an advanced degree what does your book do and what's the the system that you uh help them to kind of integrate that's a, a wonderful lead-in thank you first of all the book being called get your ducks in a row it was uh inspired by who moved my cheese yes and everybody knows that book it was a fable great book. and uh it was a great book and you can walk away with that book going i need to learn how to adapt you know you can come yeah. up with one thought and say that's what i need to do things change yeah so i loved that book when i read it that's what really sparked this whole thing so get your ducks in a row is a fable and it is a fable about ducks in business and so i'm starting there saying i i need to tell a story as opposed to and no offense to those who write business books yeah. i didn't want to just do a boring business book. Yeah. here's my expert opinion that's point a secondly is i decided to use a traditional marketing document and that uh, helps you lay out a problem and a solution some people know it as a creative brief or a marketing brief it's a very simple thing and i try and get it down to one page and at the end of the day, it's 10 steps. It's who are you talking to and what are you trying to convince them to do? What's the purpose? Yeah. Let's, what's the situation? What, what do they know? What is really going on out there? Identify what the problems are, the issues, 
And then what are you trying to accomplish? So I walked them through these. And if this is what you're trying to accomplish with metrics, you know, I'm trying to grow this or stop the decline. Then when you go to the next step is, okay, how are you going to do it? What's the strategy? And once you have the strategy down, you need to be able to say, why do you think this strategy is going to work? I want you to spend, you know, Mr. CEO, I want us to spend $10 million. Well, that's a nice strategy. Why do you think it's going to work? Give me some feedback. And then you get into the tactics and and some basic executional steps of cost and ROI and timetables and stuff. But I try and get people to do this in one page. You know, the old, I got trained by a wonderful woman. Her name is Connie Humphrey. She's still my friend and she's the star of the book. She's Connie Duckfree in the book. <laughs> and she's a brilliant woman, you know, went to Sarah Lawrence, went, got her second year in her third year at school at uh, London School of Economics, another college senior. Then she came back and got a dual major in Columbia and uh, from Columbia in marketing and finance. And she had been to Colgate, traditional classical package goods training, which is what I have. And I was trained by her. Then she came and we I worked with her and she gave me this and she would ride me, so to speak, on making sure I knew this discipline process. It teaches you how to think. It's a structured approach and it's simple. Now, I've had some people, friends of mine read the book and they say, it's kind of simple. You know, it's very simplistic. <laughs> I already know how to do that. And my point is that is the point. It's simple. It's 10 steps. Read it so you get a sense of how it should work. I mean, I could have made it a post or a blog post or a tweet, but no, it needs more than that. And then I'll build some tools around it. So that's point one. I think people learn better in stories. Um, and I also think it's a practical tool. You read this book and now you can actually start implementing it. Take a piece of paper out, write it down and move on. So and then let me make sure I, I sure. understand because um, it's interesting. You know, you used your background and 45 years in marketing as the backdrop of how to teach someone how to think and write, right? Exactly. Because got it. They, they don't have to be in a marketing department to know how to think and write or for thinking and writing to be important to them, right? They could be in fill in a blank, right? They could be in operations or they could be in human resources. They still need to think and write in those Various well, that, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, the people who are in marketing are probably going to look at this and go, really? There's yeah. a book about this? But it's, you know, and I, frankly, I deal with a lot of small, you know, small to medium size uh, companies where the CEO is, they built a business. They're good at what they do. The communication skills. I can't tell you over the last 40, 35 years that I've been on the agency side, how many of my clients' presentations and letters and things that I end up writing. So this is a problem that's an issue for everybody in the in yeah. the lower age. But you know, if you're an IT person, you're great at IT. I have friends that are IT people saying, I don't know how to do this. Even salespeople, there are some tremendous, successful, results-oriented salespeople. They aren't necessarily the best communicators, but they are great at convincing. They know how to close the deal, sure. but they could be a lot more efficient. So I work with salespeople great because I'm always trying to say to them, you know, structure this way. So that's right. why I think it, it goes beyond the grads. Good, good. I love that. Okay. So move into book two. Talk to me about the adapter method, because this is also about business communication, but it is part two, I guess, of the 10-step formula, or is it? So, Well, it is, it, it's, it's an extension. So it's a very interesting story how it happened, uh, and it's very quick. I finished book one and went, huh, I finished. Yeah. And then I went, 
I should really add this. And then I should, <laughs> and then I should add this. And right. so what happened was I thought I'll write an appendix, but I wanted to, first I started dry and I'm like, that's not the same story. You know, there isn't this situation, this big problem in duck world and in flying VTOR lines. How are we going to fix it? It ends. Everybody's happy. Now, how do I add these things and make it just dull lists of appendices? So I ended up creating an extension of the story. So after everybody gets promoted and Connie becomes the head of sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff, she gets invited back to her alma mater, uh, Columba Duck University. <laughs> and, and she goes in there and she's invited because she was on the, on the front page of the Duck Path Journal. And she goes there and they want her to be there. And uh, they have all these business students in there. And she takes them through the adapter method. So what they are is I wrote all these different thoughts of I should teach them this part and this part and this part of all the things I do analysis. And, and I thought it's all disjointed. I needed to give it a, you know, I'm a branding guy. Yeah. I needed to get, yeah. it needed to give it a brand. Yeah. So I thought, well, what's my holistic process that I go through? And I decided to give it an acronym. Nice. So the adapter, adapter method stands for analyze, deduce, author, perform instead of present, tackle, evaluate, and refine. So those are the chapters. And the idea- Have you trademarked that? It's in process. Yeah, you, you definitely should trademark <laughs> Yes, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're an old time yeah, it's, it's guy, already so been submitted. you'd know to do that, but you know, always Yeah, like well, you know, people. in the old, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, they're all, it's been filed. How's that? <laughs> so, and you know, under each one, I talked to them about, you know, what is analysis and how does it go about it? So we talk about things like it's nothing. I remember being in a meeting years ago of presenting to a CEO in the wine and spirit business, and there was two different divisions presenting. And we heard that ours went very well because and those are the days of three ring binders and not PowerPoints, because when we put a chart up, we said, here's the key findings and here's what we conclude. Well, the other division came in and here's the key findings. And then no the conclusion. CEO said, the CEO said, so what? Every page. He went, so what? Right, <laughs> so, you know, there's all these different and, you know, doing this a long time. I do. And I started out in research. I started out as a math major until I partied too hard. So when dad said switch to marketing. So it's one of those, you know, I, I just think it's a process and it's a lighthearted way. And I don't mean to mean that in demeaning way to myself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fable, but you know what? It's such an easy read. The first book, you can get through it in about an hour and five, 10 minutes. The second book is, uh, that's like 110 pages of, and I have illustrations. My my, uh, son did all the illustrations for me. So it's a pretty easy read. The other book is an easy read and it teaches you through. Um, To me, I think it's a, you know, and the interesting thing is that I'm not necessarily targeting the end user. I'm not targeting these 80% of the students that yeah. think that they're proficient. Yeah. I'm targeting I'm targeting their bosses. Yeah. And I'm saying, you have a problem out there. Yeah. And he, I have a solution for you that they may snicker, but I promise you it works and they'll remember it. And then the other thing is, you're right. I think it goes beyond the marketing people. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in the IT side. I have a good friend of mine who said, uh, he's an IT guy. He said, we can't communicate at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's a great segue. So, you know, I always like to ask because our listeners are authors or those that want to be authors. And, you know, uh, there are many reasons to write a book. You uh, took 45 years in business and then wrote two within a period of a couple of months of each other. But you didn't do it just uh, to get 
the words out, right? You did it with a purpose in mind. You you did it to help. Yes, authors always do that. But you also did it, as you just said, to target and uh, you know do something for your business or or for your target market. So, talk to me. Wh- what is your goal with your book? Uh, who are you serving? You know, and how are you going to use your book to make some money, make an impact, and an income? Well, I, you know, I, I read your book and I've heard a few of your interviews with different people. I didn't put a million dollars into it like one of the guys I heard the other day. <laughs> yeah, that I was, was like, uh, a, wow. a million bucks. <laughs> I know, I know. I, that, you know, I mean, uh, I thought about raising my prices after I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, let me just also point out one thing is that I am giving a dollar. Uh, I'm not giving all my proceeds away, but I am giving a dollar uh, per book away to a great organization called the National Writers Project. <laughs> Nice. And I found them during this last five years or so, and they have been around for 20 years. And I'll, in a nutshell, they are an organization of about 189 college uh, campuses or in the summer. It's teachers teaching teachers to teach writing. And they all get together and say, and they've done research that's showing the, the children who go through these studies relative to uh, the students who don't. They perform better, so nice, that's nice. that's part nice, eight. Uh, but what? Nice charity. Yeah, and I think it's worthwhile. So good. they're good people. So um, what I'm doing to try and do this, I actually am hoping to make the book part of the teaching tool process. So you know, on my site, uh, you can you can go and buy it on Amazon, and I have a link to Amazon. But in the contact page, there is if you're looking for bulk purchases, which is frankly the goal, and you know, contact me, and we'll talk about it. And you know, I give a discount. Uh, based upon how many you purchase, that's part A. Part B is, as I indicated before, I am in the process and you know you can't have everything done all at once or you'd never launch. So I'm in the process of putting together kind of the um, the corporate, you know, uh, make this as easy as possible on your team. Because one yeah. of the things you got to consider is this guy, I'm going to hand out books and he says, okay, do this. No, I need to give them, I need to give them the tools, which could just be some charts and a PowerPoint presentation and maybe a questionnaire that gets everything everybody, they need to change their culture. They need to say that thinking, writing, and communication are an important part of this business. When, when they get interviewed, it should be in the HR manual. Communication is important. We need to communicate. And nobody, very few people do that. That's not a big part of, you know why? Because it's assumed. So my goal is to get them to do that. So my hope is I'll be selling bulk purchases with an, a little bit of an extra charge on a, let's say a training package. Um, and that's Good. where I've, that's kind of where I am at this point. And I think there's a real value in that because I've already been asked for it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Jim, great stuff, both from the standpoint of uh, explaining what the problem is, solving the problem in your book, and also how you're going to use it, which I think is terrific. I'm sure your marketing skills will uh, come in handy during the uh, the bulk sales of your book. So let's give a link uh, where people can go connect with you if they want some more information, if they want to get a copy of the book, where's the best place? Well, the easiest place to find it would be to go to my website, which is jimrowe, marketing.com, jimrowmarketing.com. There's a section on the, um, you know, the agency side. I've split recently just redid the, uh, the website and, um, you can buy it right from the, um, the homepage there. Click and it'll take you right to the Amazon page. If you want multiple copies and discounts, uh, the contact page there will you know, put you through to me and uh, we'll work something out. 
Love it. Love it. Jim, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Great to get to know you. Congrats Same. on all your success and uh, may your retirement from marketing uh, be as busy <laughs> and as vibrant as ever for you. Thanks a lot, Rob. Appreciate it. It was a privilege. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening in on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and like and subscribe to the podcast because every week I bring you either great guests or great teaching to help you to grow your income and your impact with a best-selling book. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, check out my short video which explains our trademark process at beginmybook.com.